PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespedisa. All the radio show. Everybody likes it. Listen to his shit. Welcome to episode 464 of Cinema Crespediso. I'm your host, Chris Crespo. Very business-like this week. No time for fooling around. I'm wearing a gray suit. I got a briefcase. I took down all the lights and decorations in the studio. We're in a gray, cubicle. barren, cu- cubicle room. That's right. Thank you. That's your Chicago word. Um, Chris is actually wearing his glasses, too. Taking a role supervisor. Yes, I'm wearing my glasses. I was forced to cut my hair. It's a terrible day. <laughs> It's like we've woken up. Now we're in the part of the Matrix where you're working. Ugh. But you don't know you're in the Matrix. Oh, yeah. Well, just, <laughs> it's just, it's dread. If, it sucks. If I yeah, but if I don't know if I'm in the Matrix, there isn't that extra layer of dread on top. That's right. If you do know, doesn't that make it free? It makes it worse? Because like, I'm worse. just stuck in this. Like, but then nothing matters. It's like human GTA. Guys, we're actually going to talk about the Matrix still more in a little bit. Uh, Drusa Cogman, how you doing? Doing. Excellent, sir. Here's Drusa Cogman with the weather report. It's a little bit cold outside. It's a little cold outside. hope that helps you whenever and wherever you are as you listen to this. Um, it's also a windowless room, so we can't really... Yeah, I can't really tell what the fuck's going on. Yeah, this, I mean, it could be raining hellfire outside and we wouldn't know. That's true. This is also the, typically the warmest room in the house, so it doesn't matter if it's cold outside. I'm always... I'm always toasty in here, especially for some reason. It fills up with a lot of hot air when I'm done in here. I don't know why it's going on. What's that all about? I mean, I don't know. (laughs) I think people heard that. That was for ASMR. I think so. I hope so. Um, Big ups to our listeners in Hessen, Germany, Rio de Janeiro, Westminster, and of course, Ontario, Canada. Hold it down internationally. Our top international downloads for the month of November. Well, I think we're going to start getting a lot of... Canada they, they get some so. more Toronto. Can- we'll know now if our new <laughs> Canadian correspondent Billy D will, will pull his weight. D- does that mean we're officially an international podcast? Oh, even interna- oh oh like well no like uh, cast wise uh-huh. I guess so. Uh-huh. Yes, it has been shit. <laughs> Canadian correspondent. We gotta get our first uh, Billy D. That the movie's dispatch from up north from the Great White North from the Great Ooh, White North. A. A. Great White North. A. <laughs> 
I really want him to start talking like a Canadian. He's going to do it. He, he's, uh, he's like a native uh, assimilator type of guy. He's like, how quickly can I, can I blend with the natives here? He, he, likes to, he likes a challenge. When he was in Miami, he was like, listen, S.A., give me the... Give me the... The Robra Vieja. And I'm like, who is this white guy? He's like, mira. He's been here for one year. Cállate. What else the other way? He was in Kentucky. Well, what was he? Anyway. Uh, rest of this episode dedicated to the memory of Billy D. Rest in peace. <laughs> Wait, he died? Wait, no, no, he's doing, <laughs> he's doing great. He's in Canada. He's doing awesome. Jim Courtney, they're doing awesome. Uh, my guy, I'm going to do the plugs up top. Cinema Crespiso at gmail.com. You can email us and we'll read it on the show. No one emailed us this week, so that's fine. Right. That's fine. That's fine. We're also recording a little early. So, haha. Aha. Cinema Crespiso Facebook group. Delete your Facebook account. But if you're not going to do it, join the group and you can leave a comment or a question in our comment slash question thread. No one used it this week, but that's fine. Yes. It that's actually makes it easier for us to do the show. And, uh, of course, of course, patreon.com slash Crespediso. I got a lot of cool things in mind for 20... What's next? Two? 2022. <laughs> what's next? Time is weird now with COVID. I don't understand time anymore. It's already 2022. What the fuck, man? This sucks. Um, I got great plans for the next year, guys. It's going to be awesome. You patrons are going to love it. And you non-patrons are going to want to get on board. Uh, let's talk about the House of Gucci. Drew, what'd you think of it? I mean, it was it was a well made movie. You went into I'll it being like, it that. Well, "What were your expectations? Not expectations. What were you going in? Were you just like, oh, okay, I'm going in thinking I'm going to see a Ridley Scott movie, and I don't give a that, shit that's, that's the, about the plot and story." Is that literally the only thing pulling you in? You don't see any allure in the actors, or perhaps the uh, well, I mean, the world in terms of its look. I mean, I I get it. I understand the high fashion rich people stuff. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. high fashion rich people <laughs> shit. Yeah. Uh, money turns people rotten on the inside. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. you know, I, I understand the storyline. Sure. Uh, power, and power. I mean, uh, I mean Lady, absolute power corrupts. La La Lady Gaga killed it. She is in the whole movie. It's her movie. She, uh, she is yeah, the, the center like of the movie. Halfway through it, I was like, this is just a vehicle for Lady Gaga, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> halfway through the movie, I was like, are we going to have to call her Lady Gaga for the rest of like her and our lives? Can we ever call her Jennifer Germanata? Will she ever do the Dwayne Johnson crossover? I mean, I hope, for her sake, I hope so. I mean, come on. But then I was also thinking... <sighs> Must have been a boring scene. I was also thinking, well, we still call Cher, Cher. We still call yeah. Madonna, Madonna. Maybe we're going to be stuck with Lady Gaga for the next 30, Evers. 40 years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, it is 100% a Lady Gaga vehicle. Uh, Jared, Jared Leto was doing his best Mario impression. Yeah, what the heck was going on? What was <laughs> and it? everybody apparently was okay with it. Yeah. So he, he was like, hey, Papa, <laughs> I, I, I want to be the designer. And he's always talking like that. Like, I'm so, so bad. I'm so strange. <laughs> speak to you, Papa. It's like, what is Jared Leto? He's coming in from a different movie. Yeah. And then him and Lady Gaga scenes together feel like they're doing a Rocky Horror Picture Show because they're all like dressed up and, and acting all crazy and big. But then, like, you got Adam Driver who's coming from another movie where he's just like very stoic and. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and in this and movie, smooth, he's very. Charismatic. I mean, he, in this movie, he seems very introverted. Like, he's. Yeah, not really doing much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't get him to dance. He can barely dance. Uh, the best he can do is maybe give you a hard fuck. That's about yep. it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's about it. And he can ski. Otherwise, he's, he's very a very like sort of still performance. You mm -hmm. know for sure. Yeah. 
Uh, Woody is very good. They're all, all. I thought all the acting I mean, was Al Pacino good. was fine. It's just like he's I said, like, oh, just, the Gucci name. He was also on a little bit of a <laughs> Mario. Oh, come to New York. Um, I, I I did like the scene with him and Jeremy Irons. I don't know if they've ever yeah. been in a movie together. And Jer- Jeremy Irons was great in the movie too, uh, his, but he was just doing Jeremy. Irons. He was just doing. Just like, I'm an old Italian man <laughs> as well. I'm a dying Italian man. I'll do your Mario shit. <laughs> the um he uh. His character is my favorite character. What was his name? Rodolfo? Is he Rodolfo yeah. Gucci? He was my favorite character because he was an old, uh, bitter bitch of a man. But everything he said was correct. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. He spoke yeah. the truth 100% of the time. And if people listened to him, things would be a lot better for the Gucci family. Uh, but no, they had to, everyone had to be, no, Rodolfo, you're here with your ghosts. Your, your ghosts, yeah. not my ghosts, all that shit. Uh-huh. Um... I like the movie. I thought it was good. It's long. It's very long. So it's two long. and a half hours. Uh, and there's sections of the movie that likes to take its time. Yeah. It feels like maybe the balance is off somehow with the tone or something that keeps it from being like a really propulsive movie. Uh, like it could have had a Wolf of Wall Street energy to it. But instead, it felt more like apropos. It felt like uh, that. Well, all the money in the world. Remember that one? No. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey. That's another great-looking uh, story of uh, rich people and their rich problems, directed by Ridley Scott. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, you got the, the, it's like I, I liked it, but I wouldn't go to bat for it. You know, I'm not, I mean, I'm not crazy for it. I, I'm just not the tar- target demographic. Oh, I'm not. I don't think I am either, for sure. So, I was admiring all the eyeglasses, all the eyewear. Yeah, a really good eyewear. I mean, everyone was dressed impeccably. Well, obviously, everyone's going to look great. And then, except for Jared Leto in his corduroy suit, good God, <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> purple corduroy. Yeah. I mean, you can pull off like maybe like one of those pieces, but not a whole He's suit. Like, I got pastels and browns, <laughs> and the browns is like no browns, no pastels, no browns. Um, yeah, his his outfits were wild, and his whole his whole look was crazy. Um, man, it was weird. It could have been an interesting miniseries. Maybe if I had time to explore more characters like i mean jack houston had a whole like important character in there that you didn't realize was important so like closer to the end like oh shit that's why he's been <laughs> that's why he's been in this movie yeah exactly <laughs> and then salma hayek too had yeah. like a weird like by like, the, what the fuck is she doing in this movie by her third scene i was like the first scene i was like oh that's a funny that's a cute yeah. cameo that's a weird little character detail by the third scene i was like what is the point of this subplot? And then uh, when yeah. oh, the one scene where Lady Gaga is dressed like absolute shit, uh-huh. where she's wearing like mom jeans and stuff, um, I was like, "Oh, I see. What's yeah. that? That's why we had to include all this stuff." Well, yeah, I'm going. I mean, obviously, it's based in real life, so I didn't know that story. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I just know it's about a murder. Yeah. And then the movie lets you know pretty up top, right up top, yeah. whose murder is going to uh-huh. be. You know, like, oh, like, oh, okay. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> okay, here we go. Now it's, it's, we're going to swing back around and see. How we got there, you know, yeah. in, in italics or whatever. And, uh, yeah, maybe it's one of those things where it's like, maybe if it was longer. Yeah. Raha, see? That doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't sound fun. <laughs> but if I present it to you as a series, now it's cut up into chunks. I'm not even sure if I'd watch that. See, there you That's go. way too much time to invest in a story I don't care about. A four-hour miniseries through BBC style. Four-hour miniseries. I mean, I'm sure other people would lose their minds over that shit. It'd probably be fantastic, but I still wouldn't watch it. It could be good. Even if Ridley Scott did all four hours, mate. 
I mean, I'd watch it, and I'd be like, why did I watch, watch that? Because it's really Scott. Because <laughs> it's really Scott. And we got two really Scott movies in two months. Both of them, like, two and a half hours long. We got, like, Yo. five hours of really Scott content And, and in two they, were, they, they were both pretty meh. They were both okay. They were both okay. This, I, I appreciate this one had 100% less rapes in it. Yes. Yes, 100% less. 100% less rapes. <laughs> I appreciate that Actually, very I mean, much. Would it, would it be 200% less? It's hot from two different perspectives. 300% because you actually saw all two perspectives. And then the and truth. Then the la- oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Damn it. And they got, it gets worse each time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it sucks. That was not fun. Uh, no wonder that movie. Like, how do you mark a movie that features uh, <laughs> well, and then the it, same rape three times? Well, yeah, but it's, it's central to everything. Exactly. <laughs> like, you can't not it's, tell that part of the story. <laughs> exactly. It's like... What's Jurassic Park about? But you can't say it's about dinosaurs. Oh, uh, boy. It's, well, a, it's a park. There's people. Things go bad. <laughs> like, you're not selling me on this. I don't think I want to see your thing. Um, The, the dinosaurs rape the, the, the park goers. Oh, oh, I definitely don't want to see your movie now. The Last Raptor sounds terrible. Um, I'd give it like a House of Gucci would give me like a... I'd say it's, I would say it's okay. Maybe even... Fine. Fine or okay was where I would put it. I'd put it on one eye on the fine scale. It's fine. Straight up fine. Unless, like, this is something that you're into, in which case you'll probably find more things to like about it than I did. That's true. Or, like, if you already know the story and the history, you may be interested in seeing some of it dramatized, or the, you may, uh, like, enjoy knowing the, oh, yeah, this is what happens here and seeing that shit. But, um,. Like, I did find that all the Tom Ford stuff interesting. I had no idea about him. But like, I know who Tom Ford is. Yeah. I remember reading a, a, a cool profile uh, about him right around the time Nocturnal Animals was coming out. Uh, for some reason, I never retained the information that he made. He got his start with Gucci. Making clothes. Yeah. Well, not making clothes, yeah. but with Gucci. And I was like, when his name came up, I was like, oh, shit, look at that. I actually know a little bit of what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I know that name. I know this guy. Um... Yeah, how's it Gucci? It's whatever. So, uh, let's get into um, some media diet stuff. Did you, did you watch any uh, Hawkeye? Watched, yeah, I watched both. You watched episodes two, one two and episodes. two? Uh, what do you think of it's this okay. show? It's okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it all depends. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it really all depends on like where we're going with this story. Like Right now, the first two episodes, I mean, it's just... I think it's okay. They just introduced, uh, yeah. So it's Kate Bishop somehow comes across in a convoluted way, comes across it's, the Ronin suit. It's it's really weird how much the soundtrack relies on the Christmas themes. It's a very Christmassy show, which is not going to age or make it like it's not going to age well. Eh, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. It's, I think it's uh, too tied to, it's, to the Christmas. It's too Christmassy. That's yeah. fair. That's that's a fair criticism. Um, the, uh, yeah, cause it's like the whole thing is like, I gotta be home by Christmas. So you have five days, uh, to, to break your, to not break your daughter's heart. Hawkeye. Um, Ronin. Ronin. So apparently this is, so it's after he did his little Ronin run and he terrorized the underworld. So now that Ronin is back in the streets, but it's really just Kate Bishop who accidentally stole the suit Ronin at an auction. Yeah. And she um, also happens to be an archer. And she happens to be an archer. <laughs> just happened because she was inspired well, by Hawkeye at the... Uh, that's, I actually like that scene. That was a cool, like, re-imagining, repositioning yeah. of the, the different POV, so to speak, of, the, mm-hmm. of that movie. It's, it's it's kind of fun when they go back to that event and, and do something. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it. it seems like that's, like, the spawning event. 
of the, like, so the that, Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe. <laughs> that is a big bang. Yeah. It took like a few movies to get there. It wasn't the beginning, but that was the big bang. It's funny how time is weird. Yeah. It's the it's almost like a wheel. Maybe we'll talk wheel about that time? in a second. <laughs> the uh, there's a very specific obviously, a very specific like Kate Bishop Hawkeye uh, storyline apparently that's being adapted for okay. this series. So if people want to like look it up, it's, I'm sure it's easy to Google yeah. and then you can see where it's going. I mean, it's it's okay. It seems it feels like it's gonna be like uh, WandaVision, uh new Captain America and the Winter Soldier level yeah. of like, yeah, it's fine. I'll watch it. I'm not hating it. I'm not not liking it, but I'm not but, like. But it's not. But it's not. It's not Loki. I ain't, wait, <laughs> I ain't waiting for next week. Yeah. I ain't like, man. Do I want to rewatch that finale? <laughs> I think I want to rewatch that finale. Um, wheel time. They dropped four episodes already on Amazon. I watched the first two. You watched the first two. I watched, uh, I finished up three and four today. Uh, what do you think? I mean, it's interesting. It's okay. It's, it's got ideas. It's yeah. got stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, Obviously, it's like the same story tropes. We got, uh, it's not the one, it's uh, the dragon. Yeah. You know, and, uh-huh. and there's like the good and the darker both yeah. trying to find the dragon and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, a pretty, pretty standard shit. But this is also like from the early 90s. So a lot of stuff that we know now is actually like probably stealing from Wheel of Time. We don't even know it. Yeah. Like George R. R. Martin, he was liberally taken from from all, all the other shit, shit and yeah. put it all together. So, um, but it's fun. I mean, yeah. it's fun. There's magic. I like magic. You like how it's portrayed, how it's presented, the arms. Uh, it's a little weird. <laughs> it is. It's a, I'm, I'm doing it for Drew. The, yeah, big, yeah. the big stiff arms. It's it's a little that, that is a little strange. Yeah, but I do like the effect. And how it's like you, it's almost like, uh, like Goku and his spirit bomb, mm-hmm. you know, like mm. it's literally sucking like the life energy and like soul of things to power this. It's so funny. I literally thought the words, the spirit bomb yeah. thinking him. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because For she, like four episodes. Yeah. Because, yeah <laughs> at one point she was like trying to build everything up and they had to like keep all the, the trollocs away from her. Yeah. I will say she's this. just pulling from the bricks and from the trees. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has to, got, oh. she has to like, get more and more energy. I was like, this is fun. Um, I will say this. So it made me think of how Game of Thrones started with White Walkers, the yeah. very first scene. Yep. And then you don't see White Walkers again for like two seasons, but it starts with something crazy right away. Um, so like suck you in. This is kind of the same thing. But it reversed it where yeah, the, the crazy thing happened everywhere. at the end. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's like the episode starts, okay, we're like, she's uh, talking a big monologue about setting up the world. I'm like, oh my God, this is already so much information. Uh, and then like 40 minutes into the episode, I was like, this is kind of like, what are you doing to try to hook people in? This is kind of boring. Oh, shit. Of and, <laughs> and then the first Trolloc yeah. show. I was like, what the fuck? Is <laughs> what is that hairy? Th- Ugh, what is this thing? They look pretty interesting. Yeah. And it's kind of looks like a blend of uh, like maybe some puppets. And, yeah. yeah it de- or real. It's, it's definitely, it looks like puppets, CG, and definitely dudes in masks. Yes. Yes. Definitely like close-ups of like a real thing with the mask. Yeah. And like a good looking mask. Yeah. Maybe CG enhanced like... Uh, well, I think they I, were doing that back. What's the word? The wild things are. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. I think it maybe CG enhanced, like, but it looks like maybe so, like some of them are like copy pasted. Oh yeah, that's all for sure. That could be it. Like I'm not when talking there, like there's, there's things, a bunch but of they, them. They just doubled up however many of them there were. That's possible for the crowd shots, yeah. the wider shots of a bunch Cause of that, them. Because if not, that would be a lot of costuming, and that's not. I mean, Jeff Bezos has a lot of money, but Christ. Yeah, and they're they're already spending. Uh, a ton of money on the Lord of the Rings show that'll be coming out uh, pretty soon actually they're gonna have two goddamn fantasy series going on they're like 
Fuck it. Someone get us the next Game of Thrones. <laughs> we gotta find the next yeah. Game of Thrones somehow. I don't think they'll do it. They gotta look in a different. They genre. gotta make their own thing. Yeah, just do your own thing and let people let the people decide. I mean, they already had what they, they already had the Expanse. Had everybody yeah, fucking loved that we're, shit. We're just, but it's only getting one more season. It'll be done soon, so yeah. they already have to look to the next thing after that. And I don't think it's popular enough to warrant um, spinoffs. Yeah, no. HBO, they're doing. They got House of the Dragon. Which is the Tar- Targaryen prequel, essentially? Okay. They already canceled. They they had idea and canceled the show. I think about the Sand Viper people. I think. Okay. And was well, they had another show that they're developing? That's a prequel, Game of Thrones. So HBO's weird. Yeah, ain't that weird? And this, like the thing is, like at this point in time, like Game of Thrones, it it was its thing and it happened. Like you just gotta let it die. It was its moment. Yeah, it, it had its moment. I think we're moving on from it now. We don't need well, to. Well, and, and I think the reason why is because the the <laughs> la- last season did not like the nope. entire series did not end well because the end of it sucked. Yeah, the end of it sucked. So nobody fucking cares. It's not like the end of Dexter when Dexter came out. Uh, it was great, and then the last couple of seasons, no one liked it. And everyone hated the ending apparently, and now they're doing the new season, to, like the makeup season, so to speak. And then the early reviews for it are not good. People are like, damn it! Even even reboot Dexter is bad. Yeah. Like they're tr- we're trying to <laughs> we're trying to end it again, but we fucked it up. Uh, well, time's good. Uh, Rosamund Pike is good. I like. Uh, so you're up to episode two. I think it's episode three or four is when they introduced the dark version of that. Oh, it, it's just like the, the evil magic. Yeah, they just turn on like the the black coloring yeah. on the on the effect, uh-huh. but the dark side of it, you get to see some of that stuff. It, it gets pretty obviously. It gets more interesting, yeah. and uh, as characters, more characters get introduced. I mean, this such a big book series. There's gonna be so many characters and storylines. That's why. Beginning. That's why they have recaps. At the beginning of every episode. By the way, this is important. This is important. This is important. Just show me one episode. Just give me all the recaps thrown together. I'll just take 15 minutes, (laughs) watch 10 episode recaps in a row. Wow, that was a wild show. (laughs) Glad I saved that time. Um, I'm almost caught up on Chucky. I'm still watching Chucky on on USA's show. It's also on Sci-Fi Channel. I think it's available through that. The show is fucking... Bananas. It's getting bananas. It's getting really wild and weird, uh, which I would expect from a, the Child's Play series. Well, I hope so. Considering how it's like the like the dolls are having sex with humans and giving birth to like dolls. It's like all oh. that. Remember with the Jennifer Tilly stuff? Not vaguely. It's wild. Seed of Chucky, Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, all that stuff. Um, so this sh- shows get into how he has like his he's broken up his, his soul into six pieces. Charles Lee Ray. And, like, there's one piece left, and they're trying to... Well, there's two pieces. One of them is in a doll, and they're trying to find the last one. That one's, like, in a person. And it's, like, uh, 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 possessing a person. It's, like, a possession type thing. It's weird. And, actually, it's one of these shows where it's, like... You know, I, I think I said this before. It's, like, a 70-30, 70% no. good, 30% bad. The The bad part includes, like, all this flashback stuff to the, the serial killer, Charles Lee Ray, as a yeah. child. And seeing him doing bad stuff, and then meeting a serial killer, and all that, and... Uh, every time they cut to that stuff, I was like, oh, "You don't care. <laughs> Get me back to the fucking doll killing people. This is all, that's, that's all I want. want. Get me back to the fucking doll." Um, but that 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 part has sort of caught up to like present day, and now we're just like now his uh, weird possession subplot going. But I don't know if I like that subplot. And then also, it's a wild show. Deaths every episode, at least one death every episode. Usually something very stabby with using knives or needles or something. And uh, in the center of all this is a very sweet coming-of-age, uh, like, 
sexuality, blossoming sexuality thing of the of these two boys. The podcast kid who's like his his single cop. The single mom who's a cop is very supportive of him being gay. It's fine. And then the other kid whose dead dad was like, you better not be no gay man. <laughs> Smacking around and shit. So he's like wrestling with his identity. Uh-huh. And they have very sweet little moments of like, like oh, and all it's being surrounded by all this fucking insanity. That's cute. It is very cute. It's very cute. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying Look at it. A little bit of sentiment in the horror. A little bit of sentiment in the wildness. I'm telling you, this show is getting B-A-N-A. And yes, I watched the Matrix trilogy because the the Resurrections is coming. So, so you I watched the first so, Matrix. So you wanted to remind yourself that the first movie is good and the other two really aren't. I don't believe. I think I enjoyed the last two and three. I enjoy them. I think they're good movies. They tell an interesting story. Uh, it reminds me a lot of Dune. The Matrix Two does. Matrix the first one touches on it. Yeah. It sets it up. The Oracle straight up tells them you're not the one. <laughs> that, that's the that's yeah, the way it works. That's the way it works. <laughs> you're not the one. And then and then the second movie is like, well, yeah, you are the quote the one, one. but you're just part of the writing of the program. This is actually the third version of the Matrix. It's the first one that worked. Uh, this is the sixth rebooting of it. You know, and, and this is, you are one of many ones. Yeah, you are one of you are the <laughs> sixth one. There's been five before you uh, specifically, actually, and. Um, and people hate that. We want to know that we're Luke Skywalker. We're chosen. We don't want to know that it's all about many chlorians or because people hate that shit. Oh, we don't want to know. The are the, it's so bad. We don't want an explanation for <laughs> no. our oneness. We just want to be the chosen one. We want uh, 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 the force. I'm totally, Mickey, like, Mickey to train you, us you, and unlock you, our. You just kind of call it the force. I'm totally unlock okay the force with within yeah. us. Yeah. No, the second movie is all about like, no, there's a, you're in a program. The Oracle, a program in a program. Oracle give a cookie because she's a program and they first meet. So it's like, here's a cookie. She's a computer program. I don't mind all this stuff now as an adult. I'm so stupid. I'm so stupid sometimes. Well, no, it's just you didn't. You weren't thinking about it in that way. And then, then and then, if you think about the At movies the like that you, now, it's you, fascinating. You were just your mind was being blown by what the fuck was going on. I, I was just like, whoa, kung fu. Yeah, yeah. But now I'm like computers. And the second one, when he beats the Jet Li like character, he wants to see the Oracle again, but he has to fight him. Yeah. And then and then after he fights him. He's like, okay, you can go see the Oracle. And he's like, what the fuck was that all about? He's like, well, that's the only way I could truly know, like, to fight someone's the only way you could really know someone. And the whole thing was he's like a authentication program. He's like, type yeah. in your password. <laughs> he's like a CAPTCHA. Yeah. Neo had to do a CAPTCHA. And he had to fight that dude. He for probably wasn't a robot. Yeah. Click, and, click here if you're not a robot. And if you watch the movie, it was like, oh, this explains, like, all these, like, weird performances and what people are doing and stuff. And the way that... Literal programs. And it's like, you have to... You don't have to, but it's fun to think about it that way as the movie progresses. And the third movie is way more in like Zion, and I've always liked that Zion battle with the Sentinels coming. And, and it's shit. fine. It does have an awkward ending with um, uh, the old Neo like fighting Smith to then just get like the reverse virus. It's like the antivirus yeah. where we had to do like a Norton antivirus <laughs> reboot. Uh, he struck a deal with the Matrix, but like, look, we'll do an antivirus reboot. You, I'll just die, <laughs> right? I'll just die, yeah. and we'll kill, we'll call the virus. Um, and then it's like a weird ending with like the architect and the oracle sitting on a bench and it's like oh well I guess it's uh, it's gonna be a little different now I guess it's like alluding to something else that yeah. never happens I, so now I'm wondering will Resurrections pick up from there More will it like, sort of cov- just cover that in a way well I mean I, I guarantee you it probably will I mean the trailer alludes so it's a Neo who's been taking the blue pill yeah so what is that so he's still ar- well, so obviously A he's still around yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, well, th- yeah, so the sixth Neo, the one that we followed, is the one who, f- he's the one who chose love over 
rebooting the Matrix and saving all of humanity and changed everything yeah. and decided, we'll just try to save everyone from the real world instead of rebooting the Matrix. Um, and then apparently that was all done because the Oracle, I never even caught on any of this, the Oracle um, like nudged him that way. She made the choice to, like, I'm going to uh, tell him, no, you're not the one, but I'm going to tell Trinity he is the one to make him like, fall in love with each other and yeah. all that shit. Because uh, she's a lion. That program is a lion, bitch. <laughs> Fucking programs. You can't, you can't believe programs. I've seen Tron Legacy. Anyway, I, th- I think was, I think those movies are good. I think they're fun and they're good. And uh, I'm looking forward to Resurrections, which looks wild. Yeah, it's going to be... I mean... <laughs> I don't yeah. know if that's going to be good, but it looks Dude, wild. I don't know. I don't, I'm trying to like figure out what the fuck is going on. Because we, now we've got... It's exactly. an old Neo and a young Morpheus. Exactly. We got, we got Obviously re- Morpheus. We got to reboot Morpheus because Morpheus died in a video game in the MMO War game that okay. they had in 2005, The Matrix Online or whatever. Okay. And died. apparently that's canon. Okay. Yeah. So now he has okay. to come back as a different character or a different person, but he's still Morpheus? Yeah. I don't know. Still looks a lot like Morpheus. He does, but not quite, but does. Yeah. And then there's some other girl with blue hair. Yeah. Ah, you oh. know she's cool because she got yeah. blue hair. <laughs> that's how that works, right? <laughs> It's hair coding. It's, it's it's blue is cool. Blue immediately. Is, blue is cool. Blue is the coolest color. No, it's the warmest color. That's that French movie. It's also the coolest color because of Aqua Velva. Right? Yeah. James Cameron. All his movies sure. are blue. Have you seen a James Cameron movie lately? Blue. Avatar. <laughs> blue. Everything from fucking Titanic. Blue. Blue. Well, I mean, ocean waters are yeah. very cold. It's moonlight. He likes moonlight. Blue is the coolest. Blue is cool, baby. I'm writing that down. Uh, that's it for me today. What do you got for me, man? Uh, so beside, what, the Wheel of Time. Yes. Uh, watch the Hawkeye. Yes. Uh, Solar Opposites Holiday Special. <laughs> yeah. So 22 minutes on Hulu. Is it uh, just holidays in general? What's, uh, what's the, holiday? I, I, actually, it, no, it's, uh, it's it's Christmas, but they really riff on a bunch of Christmas movies. Oh, okay, so, fun. And it, it's horrifically violent. I love it. Fun. All right, good times. Uh, also, in the holiday spirit, they released uh, Teen Titans Go to the Holidays. It's t- nine episodes curated from their uh, however many seasons they did of that so show. So it's a, it's a bunch of holiday stuff that they've already done just yeah. put together as a collection. Uh-huh. I appreciate that. And it's only nine, ten-minute episodes. So Oh, that, really? Yeah. So it's super it's an, short. You, yeah, can watch, yeah, yeah. you can watch the whole thing super fast. That's yeah, 90 minutes. So, you just, so you've just been getting down with animated uh, holiday. You get in the holiday spirit in your own way. You yeah. See, you don't put up decorations and stuff. You, you act like you're like, fuck holidays, blah, blah, blah. But here you are watching well, it's, all it's, the it, fun Christmas It's something specials. that it's on. Well, and also the Teen Titans ones were Halloween and Thanksgiving specials, too. Oh, that's fun too! A, thanks, a Thanksgiving special, a couple of them. That's great. You know how hard it is to find like Thanksgiving-based entertainment. Yeah. You got planes, trains, and automobiles. You got Dutch Snoopy. You, Snoopy. I <laughs> love the Thanksgiving Snoopy special. Uh, there's a Garfield one. Okay, I can picture him dressed as like a pilgrim with a musket gun. Okay, that's very weird. very violent, very very violent childhood we had. Uh, what else you watch? Uh, on uh, Apple Plus, I watched Earth at Night, colon, in color. Here we go. We finally got ourselves an <laughs> Apple Plus subscription thanks to the Patreon. So this is our, officially our first Apple Plus review of anything. What's it called again? It's called Earth at Night in Color. It's basically just like an animal documentary, uh, but filmed with super low light cameras. So it's all filmed at night, but yeah. it looks clear as day. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, because what was that one on Netflix where they had an at night, uh, Planet Earth at uh-huh. night thing? Yeah. And, and it's like uh, essentially black and white footage. Yeah. Um, but very high res, like good looking stuff. But there's you know, still, is... you can see the, the color, like the yeah. nighttime color, uh-huh. like the moonlight way or whatever. I mean, or... it just it just looks like 
daytime. Really? <laughs> with these with these cameras. It's fucking ridiculous. That's fascinating. Yeah, yeah, and it's narrated by Tom Hiddleston, so. Hey, Loki. <laughs> All right. I wanted to process that for a second. Yeah. I'm fine with a Tom Hiddleston narrator. He's got he's got a superfluous voice. He's got a good voice. He's also extremely well read, so I'm sure it didn't take him many takes to do the script. Yeah, probably not. He was like, Yeah, I can bang this one out very quick. Let's see here. Let me just you know okay, here we go. Give me a tick one. Like, man, this guy's good. Here we go. <laughs> um, so we recommend this one? Yeah, yeah. There's, t- there's uh, What is it? An episode, a series, a movie? It's uh, a series. So there are... Uh, hang on. Blah, 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 blah. There, there are two seasons. Okay. Six episodes each season. Two. 30 minutes each. Wow. So that's quite a bit of content. Oh, yeah. For yeah. just uh, a lot of stuff at night. So it's yeah. like what? It's like bugs at night. And then it's like yeah, chimpanzees yeah. at night. Yeah, lions at night. Yeah. How many of them are just like them sleeping? Not very many, because a lot of them are, they specifically target nocturnal animals, because yeah, it makes sense. It'd be pretty funny if they kept picking animals that are like, and here's, and here's our neighbor, Bob. He works, he um, he's a technician during the day, and at night, he sleeps. He sleeps. <laughs> and just, uh, he's a sleeping animal. Nan- nanny yeah, cam, yeah. yeah. Hi- hibernating bears. The bear sleeps at night. Like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that would suck. <laughs> okay, uh, fair. Dumb question, Chris. You get it. Uh, also, you get it, guys. On, you get uh, the best question on cinema across video stuff. On D plus, I watched uh, Marvel Studios Assembled: Colon, which is like the making of stuff. The making of a butthole. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but uh, I watched the Black Widow episode, okay. the What If episode, okay. and the Shang Chi episode. Oh, so they're doing both movies and TV and, stuff. Yeah, because all that series, they've already got the making of like WandaVision, Loki, all the, what, yeah. basically all of the stuff they've done like the last couple of years. And it's all stuff that would be on like DVD extra yeah. features and, yep. and that they're producing anyway. So they're just putting this own thing under Marvel's Assembled. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming it's like the level of the Star Wars uh, gallery. It's like that level of production. Well, yeah. well produced, very uh-huh. slick. They're talking to everybody. Yeah, because they're all, it was, you know, it's being made simultaneously with the movies. Yeah, so. so they're all very effusive. Oh, this is going to be great. We're all very excited uh-huh. to be making Black Widow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, okay, like, did you learn some stuff? Was that entertaining? I mean, yes and no. I mean, some of it's fun. I mean, behind the scenes stuff is just, it's fun to see how some of this shit's made it sometimes. It is. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's a lot of fluff. Yeah. It's a lot of real floofy the, bunch of nothing. The what if one was really interesting because that's an animated series True. so you know they get to talk about how they did everything it's more talking about the, the conceptualizing stuff yeah yeah like you know how they got the style what their influences were this that the other interesting so. uh i'm looking forward to seeing what they do how the show changes when they use their in-house animation department that they opened after uh commissioning what if season one yeah so that's like some australian house i think the uh, animation house did it and then they're gonna bring it in-house this point forward anyway uh, all right, that sounds good shit I need to watch I got yeah, Disney Plus that was fun and also on D Plus I watched uh, a 22 minute episode it's called Under the Helmet The Legacy of Boba Fett ooh this is getting people juiced for the book of Boba Fett exactly mm-hmm. just basically introducing the character telling him how it started from you know like a couple scenes and four lines and blew up into this fucking nonsense yeah sure he was just like he's no good to me dead and people are like oh my god <laughs> he's the greatest character ever yeah, it's Boba so, Fett it's so weird yeah that is weird that is very weird uh, I mean, this is a really cool design. It's oh, yeah. Cool, cool look. And of all the bounty hunters, he's the only one that gets any time with it. He gets, like, shoulder-to-shoulder time with Vader. Mm-hmm. So Vader must respect him in some way. It's like, bounty hunter. <laughs> oh, you, you can talk to me like a person. Um, yeah. You like it? Good. Yeah. Yeah. Did, good. did you feel like you learned stuff? Or? No, I mean, 
I know a lot of the old Star Wars lore because I was a Star Wars nerd for a while until they, you know, started remaking them. And then. Uh, Until they threw out canon and made new stuff. Blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, I don't care anymore. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, it's been a long time since I perused the Star Wars encyclopedia or anything like that. Um, A Pictionary of some sort. The the show's going to be good. I'm looking forward to yeah. it. Right? It's Robert Rodriguez, my yeah. name. That should be fun. That's both that. Uh, did they address like the making of the show in the? No, in the thing? not really. I mean, there's yeah. you get a little. You, it's just standalone. You get a couple scenes here and there because they talk to because they talk about you know all the actors who've played Boba Fett over the years. Yeah. Uh so they talk to the newest guy, and then they're on scene while they're making it. So cool. You get a couple little shots. What's his name? His name like Tamura something. Yeah. Morrison. Tamura Morrison. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, Boba Fett stuff. Okay, cool. Very good. And then, last but certainly not least, not least, I watched the uh, live action Cowboy Bebop on Netflix. Oh shit! That's the other thing that I wanted to watch. I watched the whole thing. Uh, was that eight episodes? Ten episodes? Uh, I think yeah, ten episodes. Ten episodes. All right. It's I've been seeing a lot of mixed reviews online about this. Drew, what did you think? Well, it's it's it is a reinterpretation slash side quest type fit. Like it's. See, the thing with Cowboy Bebop was it was weird and, like, there were giant gaps in the plot that, like, were just, like, never told. So it made it mysterious and this, that, the other. Gotcha. And blah, okay. blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one is told in a much more Western way. It's very straightforward. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there, there's an arc over the series. There are arcs during the episodes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a reinterpretation of the material, and I'm totally okay with it. Some of it, like, some of the scenes are straight up out of the uh, the anime. Like the way they, I mean, essentially the, 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 the shot for shot the of way the they intro. Did it, yeah, the shot for shot of the intro. Like the first episode is, I'm pretty sure the first episode. That's fun. Pretty much. That's interesting. Like a straight remake. So, wow. but uh, I mean, I, I appreciated the update with uh, making uh, Jet a black guy. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Okay. Uh, I wish there, I didn't, I didn't like the new Radical Edward. Okay. Or, or lack thereof. Oh, really? Yeah. So the character being changed straight up to be nothing, or be, be nothing. well, not not really straight up to be nothing. Just like was kind of there in the background, and yeah. then it's like uh, you see him later. I just don't like the the way they chose to make Radical Edward. Okay. All right. Okay. So, but I'm still in it. So you you got a robot dog. Well, not a, not a robot dog, but a dog with. Weird powers. It's fucking strange what they did with Ayn in this one. I enjoy dogs with powers. Because well, well, we're just Hawkeye's got a one-eyed dog. That's a yeah. that's a fun thing going on over well, there. In Cowboy Bebop, Ayn was a data dog, so he was basically like a hacker dog. Like, like he's like a Johnny Mnemonic dog. Yeah, like he could put a little headset on him and he would do weird things on the internet. Oh, like and a, he could do it like <laughs> an R two D two dog. Yeah, yeah. And in this one is kind of this one more definitely more of an R two D two dog. Okay. It's weird. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm gonna, I gotta watch. I'm gonna no, watch yeah, Cowboy it's, Bebop. It, it's fun. Uh, I mean, you know, if you're into that kind of stuff, I would highly recommend it. Uh, okay. I liked it. Okay, you like it. Highly recommend on Netflix, Cowboy Bebop. Good shit. Anything else? No, that's it. Right. That was everything. That's it. That's it. We're out. We're out. We're out of time for the first half. Actually, no, we're under time. Um, I think it's gonna be maybe a shorter episode this week, guys. But it's fine because it's not the quantity of the content; it's the quality. And oh, boy, this one's a stinker. Um, <laughs> we're gonna be back 
with movie news. Of course, the return of everyone's favorite podcast segment. And then, uh, like I said, lack of emails, lack of uh, comment question thread. That's fine. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Patreon.com slash So uh, brings you this commercial break. Would you like to ski Antarctica? If you're snowed under with work? Do you dream of a vacation at the bottom of the ocean? But you can't float the bill? Have you always wanted to climb the mountains of Mars? But now you're over the hill? Then come to Recall Incorporated where you can buy the memory of your ideal vacation cheaper, safer, and better than the real thing. So don't let life pass you by. Call Recall for the memory of a lifetime. guys to the second half of the show welcome back to the second half we were doing the second half till we left but now we're back does that make sense no don't think about it too much don't think about it just go to sleep just 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 go to sleep just accept it go back to sleep go back to sleep go back to sleep this is all a dream this is all a dream you're dreaming this episode of cinema crespity so this is ghost of cinema crespity so's future so we're already dead yeah cool this is a I don't say hell. <laughs> I mean, well, well, too, depends on the day, I guess. Still too banal for hell. Oh, see that—that's just more banal, that, less that, anal. That—that—that's just it, Chris. It's the banality of it that kills you. That's it, what hell uh, is. It's the tiny knife that punctures you. It's a million cuts, death by a thousand cuts. It's the slowly dripping faucet on your forehead, driving you mad with rage over time. Yep. We are talking about psychosis, Crespediso. <laughs> Welcome to the netherworld of movie podcasting. This week we're talking about The Ring. Uh, <laughs> Sam Starr was pretty cool. Yep. Got to deal with her later. Cool. Hope she doesn't eat me. What she, she do? What she do? She eat people? What's her deal? I forget. <laughs> or she just she makes you die like a drowned person. Yeah. She yeah, suffocates yeah. you, and all of a sudden you're drowned. Yeah. And then people you are like, start coughing there? up water. People are like, why is there water everywhere? It's been a while since I've seen the ring. That's a good one. So uh, we're back. It's the second half, and now already here we go. We are talking about time for uh, America's favorite podcasting segment, talk radio segment. I mean, just best thing happening in entertainment today, and that's right. Chris reads Entertainment Weekly, so you don't have to. Entertainment Weekly Monthly. Uh, well, we finally got this one. Also, it's a week late. I got this one last week. Let's fuck it. Here it comes. We're talking about this week's Entertainment Weekly. We got uh, Venus and Serena Williams on the cover of Will Smith. This is their first time doing a, a, a magazine cover photo shoot in like years. Together, both of them. Okay. Big deal. Big deal for EW to be getting this. And it's not even Annie Leibovitz or anything like that. It's uh, Maybe it is. I don't know. 
I don't know about photographers. You know anything about photographers? Nope. Annie Leibovitz. Had a call on line one. Let's talk about uh, all the, the history of Spider-Man on TV. Okay. Did you, how many times do you think Spider-Man's been on TV? Live uh, action. Live action? I mean, probably... I know the Japanese one. Okay. Uh, I don't think there's ever been a live action American one. Aha! Uh-huh. There has been in the 70s. That's okay. the one That's the one that I knew about. Because I've seen a really, really wonky uh, Spider-Man. Like, he's like, straight up wearing a pajama. So, like okay. that, that a kid would wear. Yeah. Um, but with black eyes, black eyes, not black guys, black eyes. Look at look at those eyes, right in the middle. Look at those eyes. Oh, that's weird. Terrible looking, right? Yeah. Terrible looking. Uh, but there was actually a live action Spider-Man that started in 1974 on the TV show The Electric Company, okay. featuring Morgan Freeman. Okay. Do you remember? Do you remember that no. show? You ever saw footage of that? Very young Morgan Freeman. It's a it's a children's show, PBS kids show. Uh. Spider-Man would pop up, but he wouldn't say a word, and they had on-screen like word bubbles that would pop up for him. Because it's comic. Because he has a comic book. But they had a they had a Spider-Man in a suit. Interesting. And then there's a '77 show, which uh, the pilot, the made-for-a-TV pilot, was 88 minutes long, and internationally was released in theaters. What? Yeah, they got a shitty TV '70s TV pilot, like in movie theaters. Like, take this, you fucks. Wow. That sucks for them, right? Um. And the, they had a stuntman, Fred Wall, put on the uh, the suit and scaled the Empire State Building because that's that's that's, that's what it. people did. That was that was a special effect of the day. Interesting. Actually doing it, like Tom Cruise style. And then of course you mentioned the Japanese one, which I didn't know about. I knew about that. One. Uh, 1978. This is interesting. The changes made were so radical that uh, the show was cleared to air only in Japan. The lead character, Takuya Yamashiro, got his powers from alien blood. Kind of like a symbiote thing, I guess, yeah, huh? And uh, he controlled a spaceship that transformed into a giant battle robot. That's pretty awesome. And apparently the robot and monster fights inspired the Mighty War from Power Rangers. Oh, nice. All right, what do you think about that? Uh, over here in this little weird small uh, sidebar thing, just a staff poll. Choose a cover. We have the Matrix Resurrections coming out December 22nd. Uh-huh. That's the fourth of that series. Okay. Off the top of your head, can you think of many movies that are like the fourth in a series that are good? Ugh. All right, got Police Academy 4, Simon Miami Beach. <laughs> That's not a good one. No, it's not. Oh, <laughs> oh my bad. <laughs> I mean, they're already. I mean, Star Wars Four isn't even all that good. Uh, I'm like trying to think of franchises that have gone that long. They get that long. We got Harry Potter's. We got Jaws's. We got uh, yeah, Jaws Four's bad. I mean, Rocky's. Which one, we got which Rambo's. One's, which one's there? Which one's Harry Potter Four? Harry Potter Four is Goblet of Fire. Which one's that? That's the, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the one after Prisoner of Azkaban. Which one's that? That's the third one. <laughs> I think that's the Alfonso Cuaron one, maybe. The oh, third is, one. is that the one that with Sirius Black? Yes. That's the, that's the good Oldman. one. That's yeah, the third one. Yes, that's the good one. That's the third one. Um, okay, well, they did a poll here, and uh, they asked, what is the ultimate fourth movie in a franchise okay. with 10% of the vote, Fast and Furious? Fast ampersand furious. Okay, okay. I mean, those movies do get bigger as they go. Yeah, but so. the but the fifth one is the best one in that franchise. Though. Um, and with ten percent, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Okay, but the third one is the best of that series. Um, with thirteen percent, Mission colon Impossible hyphen Ghost Protocol. Well, that was pretty good. It's pretty good. I enjoyed it, but I think like Fallout may be the better of that one. There's a lot of people who love Rogue Nation. 
I mean, J there's James Bond. There's a shit ton of those. James Bond, the fourth one would be Living the Dice, the second Golden uh, Golden Gun, man. No, Goldfinger could be Goldfinger. Was Goldfinger any good? I didn't see it. It is one of the better, better Bonner, Bonnery, Bon Sean Bonnery. It's one of the better <laughs> Sean Bonnery ones. Okay, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, tying Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol at thirteen percent is Rocky Four. And then running away with it at 54%, Drew Cogburn is a Mad Max colon Fury Road. Oh, <laughs> fuck yes. <laughs> that's for sure the fourth of that series. Yeah, that's for sure one of the best movies ever made. And, yeah, just sure up one of the best movies ever. Um, we got this, uh, this thing coming out on Showtime called The First Lady, and it's a drama focusing on several different first ladies. We got Viola Davis as Michelle Obama. Okay. Michelle Pfeiffer as Betty Ford, so we get like drunk Michelle Pfeiffer. That's gonna be cool. Oh. And uh, Jillian Anderson as Eleanor Roosevelt. Interesting. This is gonna be a very interesting show, I think. Interesting banger. It's a strong cast. Uh, that's coming to Showtime Spring 2022. Ready, jumping forward into the next section. Speaking of the Matrix, here's uh, talking to the um, the uh, the costumer. And how it's sort of, they're doing throwback Y2K, but, you know, because that's the Matrix. Yeah. It's all about Y2K fashion now, you know, with the kids, high school oh, okay. kids. They're throwing, like, Y2K parties and stuff. What? Where they're showing up dressed like, you know, Jenkos and, and plaid and Excuse flannels. Me? Yeah. They're, they're, you know, it's like how when we were made, having 70s parties in the 90s. Weird. Now they're doing Y2K parties. Um, they, uh, but the designs are pretty cool because they're, like, updated designs. Yeah. But the... But they still, like, they look the same. Like, they're still wearing all black, and they've got long jackets and shit. But instead of all being all vinyl and leather, <laughs> it's, like, just nor normal-looking denims. And yeah. uh, they look pretty sweet. And then, also, uh, the new character is still wearing a leather jacket because she, quote, got the Matrix memo, according to the costume designer. Okay. Meaning, like, you are in the Matrix world. Mm -hmm. And then, speaking about uh, Yaya Abdul-Mateen, uh... Like, look at this all-blue thing that suit that he's wearing. That all electric blue. Speaking of colored, the co crazy that, colors awesome. of this movie. That's a crazy-looking suit. He looks great. Yeah. They all look great. They all look great in this little photo shoot here. Um, for Dapper Morpheus, all the pieces were made from scratch. Okay. Damn. Including uh, this electric blue ensemble, the recasting liberated Pew, the... Um, Custom designer to reimagine the character and a new digital era allowed her to expand her palette well beyond source code green. Technology has moved on and the imagery is much more lifelike. That opens up the ability to have much more color. And the trailer does look like it's so much more colorful than, yeah. than the Matrix trilogy, which is awesome. Well, I mean, the Matrix trilogy was made with the, the technology of the time. Mm -hmm. Thing, things have changed drastically. Man, I'll tell you, <laughs> look, looking at some of that, like, a lot of the stuff with the Sentinels and the Bion and all the... Some of those effects still hold up, like, amazingly they? well. They look so good. Um, really, the only effects that look bad are when uh, they do Neo Smith fights and they go into, like, like the, the Burly the, Brawl. The whole digital. Yeah. And, and where it's both of them digital. It looks, it looks like yeah. shit. That stuff looks like real shit. It looked bad at the time. It looks like shit now. But a lot of it looks amazing. Um, I uh, pulled this over here. We got this... Uh, uh, what's his name? Well, on the, from the cover story. On the Williams sisters and all that. Uh, I can't remember why. What's that? I should have uh, highlighted this. But you didn't. So we're moving on now to Jared Leto. 
are we? No, I didn't say my name. I don't This performance was weird, man. He's like, Papa, I am too yeah, a, it was strange. a genius, Papa. There's a whole little profile here on Riz Ahmed. Okay. Let's talk about the Rizassance. You ready to Riz? Sure. You feel like Rizzing? You need any help Rizzing? No. Is your Riz weak? I don't know. Do you need more fulfilling Rizzes <laughs> in your life? What, what are you talking about? I'm going to sell you a, a Riz fulfillment supplement pill. A Riz supplement pill. Not interested. It'll build up your Riz. No, thank you. I'm just saying, don't you want more Riz Ahmed in your life? I mean, I do. But <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need a supplement pill. <laughs> you don't need a Riz Ahmed supplement pill no. to build up your Riz? You'll get bigger, fuller Riz loads. Um, he, uh, oh, I, I wanted to point this out. Mogul Mowgli is due on HBO Max early next year. Oh, nice. Yeah, so heads up, people. People can see that. That's a good one. Yeah. Toba texting. Uh, did, did you see that trailer for the, the animated movie Flea? That's about a guy. It's it's subtitled, and it's about a guy who's like, he fleed, uh, what does it say specifically? Where did he leave from? Some sort of, uh, some shit, some bad shit. No, I don't think so. Kabul. <laughs> okay. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's pretty bad. Uh, he, the dude who left Kabul, uh, to, he ran off to Copenhagen, where he met another guy and fell in love. And it's an animated movie about his story. Did, have you seen that trailer? Nope. I've seen it a couple times now in theaters. Um, and it's uh, subtitled, the the movie. Yeah. But they're doing an English language redub release with uh, Riz Ahmed doing the lead character. Nice. And uh, and then what's this guy from from Game of Thrones? Nikolai Coster Waldau. Yeah, yeah. Jamie Lannister. Riz Ahmed's own mission. He has his own life mission to change the metrics of representation in the industry. Yeah. Uh, which I hope he does. Also, he has a thing called the the, the Muslim Avengers. Okay. And that's uh, Mahershala Ali, Rami Youssef, and uh, what's her name? Bisha K. Ali. She is the head writer for Ms. Marvel, the Disney Plus show. So, cool. so he wants to do a, a, a some sort of like Muslim-centric TV show with all those people. Which I think is cool. Yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be some good stuff. I'm down for it. That'd be fun. All right. Here we go. What we got? Oh, Bebop. We got a whole Bebop thing on here. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the, of the Beboppery. Of Bebop. Yeah, we got a whole two pages on it. It's good stuff. The data of the dog Bebop cast reveals the show's real stars are two corgis who play Data Dog Ein. Ein? Yep. Ein. E-I-N. E-I-N. Ein. 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 Is it? Yeah. Fine. In the anime, he's the Pembroke, Pembroke Welsh Corgi who was genetically modified in a secret facility and now maintains high intelligence, hence his moniker, escaping a dog napping attempt and joining up with the Bebop crew. Ain Becomes besties with Ed, a fan favorite anime character whose storyline in the live action series has been kept close to the vest. You gotta watch to find out what goes on with Radical Edward. Oh, and there's another page in here with the with the other stuff. Okay, so here you go. There's a whole thing on the Bebop. Bebop, cowboy, Bebop, with the jazz. And that's it for Entertainment Weekly. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Goodbye. Um, all right, here we go. We're going to do the thing now where... Oh, wait, all that stuff actually got canceled. There's no one... No one... No, no one knew. Nope. Everyone, everyone's too busy eating food and doing Black Friday th- deals and and small business Saturday uh, support and, and Sunday fun day plans. And then you got Manic Monday with the Cybering, Cyber Sex Monday and the Taco Whoa. Tuesday. 
Cyber Sex Monday. I thought it was Spider Monday. Oh, yeah. Spider Mondays? Spider Monkey Monday. I mean, according to, you know, that advertisement I saw. Spider Spider Monday. Spider Monday. That's my biker name. Spider Monday. That's weird. It's me, Spider Monday, here for Toyota of Sanford. That's weird. When I'm done driving my my Indian motorcycle. Right, Indian? I have no idea. When I'm done driving the world's fastest Indian. You ever see that movie with uh, Anthony Hopkins? He plays an old man, like daredevil, speedster guy. Who um, he's all about trying to break the world speed record with a motorcycle, and he's doing it with an Indian motorcycle. People are like you crazy, you can't do it, no Indian. And he builds the world's fastest Indian. Okay, I saw that in the theater. That sounds not all that fun. <laughs> Could have been better. Yeah, sure. Um, I still like this character though. What was his name? I already forgot his name. Damn it! I'm gonna have to rewind that. I'll forget. Uh, so some guy in North Korea has been sentenced to death for smuggling Squid Game into the country for people to watch. Ooh, so that sucks. Yeah, <laughs> we, that, that tracks. We gotta just like watch it at our leisure, uh-huh. and then and even like shut it off partway, like blah, <laughs> if we wanted to. Yeah, uh, over we, there, no, somebody just died because of it. People in North Korea, they dying, they dying for. I guess also specifically because it's South Korean too. That's, yeah, that's not so good. there's they're they're afraid it's propaganda. Um, well, it is. <laughs> Duh. Just propaganda I agree with. Um, we talked a little bit last week about how Ridley Scott was like, yeah, Marvel movies aren't that good. The screenplays aren't that good. And the stories aren't that good. You know, and he's like, I made superhero movies. Gladiator superhero movie doing that argument. And um, those movies aren't superhero movies. They don't have to be. I don't know why he's saying that. And then he... Decided to make another comment for whatever reason. I don't know why he's got to be. Made. He's just stirring the pot, trying to get attention. Doesn't seem like that type of guy. He's old and uh, rich, rich and successful. He doesn't seem like a guy who like needs the attention. Yeah. Um. According to Hollywood Reporter, he was on the Mark Maron podcast, WTF with Mark Maron, and uh, talking about the last duel and how right. that epically bombed at the box office, yeah. like a total of. St- Seven million dollars. I mean, terrible. Hundred million dollar movie. Seven at the box office. Terrible. Like John Carter level bad. Um, here is Ridley Scott. He says, "I think what it boils down to, what we've got today, are the audiences who are brought up on these fucking cell phones, the millennials who do not ever want to be taught anything unless you told it on the cell phone." This is a broad stroke, but I think we're dealing with it right now with Facebook. This is a misdirection that has happened, where it's given the wrong kind of confidence to this generation. I think. Um, so he's saying he, it wasn't that he made an okay movie with a weird cast that nobody wanted to see because it dealt with some really strange source material. And that was, I mean, it was, it was weirdly cast and poorly marketed. Yeah. Is what happened. Um, I think. Well, they can't, how how do you market a fucking movie about rape, Chris? How do you market a movie about where it's like, oh, well, these guys are arguing about a lady's rape. (laughs) Yeah. how, How do you, um... Yeah, it sucks. So, but we did get two movies with Adam Driver. We did get two Adam Driver movies. Two great Adam Driver performances. He's fantastic in both films. The uh, the whole thing with, uh, I think it's funny where it's now for a lot of older people. He's talking about speaking with the broad stroke. Here's some broad strokes. How it's like boomers and even some Gen Xers just like call all young kids millennials. And like the oldest, no, the youngest millennial now is like, I don't know, 29. 
like millennials are not that young anymore, but yeah. millennials are now entering middle age. We're millennials, and we also didn't grow up with cell phones. We're adopters. We're not natives. Uh-huh. It's a next generation. That what he's describing is Generation Z, the Zoomers. Okay, and then Generation A, Alpha, which are the real kids. Those are the youngsters now. Okay. Um. What do you say about them? Brought up on these fucking cell phones and had no attention. So, and also, yeah, no, I mean, I was also, still, I was still ra- raised by a screen. It's just my screen was yeah. my living room. Yeah, we had different screens. I watched, I played so much Nintendo, I could, and I couldn't bring my screen with me. Any, I had to go other places where there were screens. I did have a Game Boy. I brought my screen with me when I, when I had a Game Boy, but it was different, right? It was. We're on the way to that. Um, so I think it's funny that he's like these millennials, and it's it's not millennials. And also, he was expecting mil- just millennials to come out. What about what do you got to say about all the Generation Xers and Boomers who uh, also ignored Didn't the last duel? Movie. No yeah. one saw your movie. <laughs> I blame the the kids raised on cell phones. Like yeah. no one saw your movie, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's ridiculous. I want to support really Scott and and all tours and the guys who make the interesting movies and the gals who make interesting movies. I did. I saw both his decent, halfway decent I, movies. I saw them both. Saw them both <laughs> in the theaters, really. But uh, but then he's like these millennials and their cell phones. That that sounds like some real old man shit. Yep. Uh, and then man, it's like I don't know. We got all these people in the Facebook group. I don't know if you guys are like a, a couple weeks behind or you just don't listen. But like last week when we were talking about Ridley Scott, I was like still point out the fact that you don't have to uh, necessarily agree with what he says, but to be like, this old man, blah, 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 Q, Abe Simpson, you know, and the old man yells at cloud meme. Uh-huh. Um, like how dare he uh, make fun of the thing I like and that also has made $1.5 billion worldwide per movie and is extremely popular and everyone likes and it. All this culture is catered to me on a day-to-day basis. How dare he be mad at this one thing? <laughs> How dare he, he? He's allowed to. I know. It's like, it's not fun. everyone has to like the same shit, dude. And none of it matters anyway. These guys are just mad. Oh, Albert Scorsese doesn't like a Marvel movie. Blah, this is sad. Why Why doesn't he like the, the, the thing, thing I like? The thing that I like, the, the you know, is the Why don't we have the same taste yes. in art? Yes. How come he doesn't validate my taste? And why does it make me feel bad? Even though everyone else likes it. Um, it's insane. I, I complained about that last week about people doing that shit. And then, and then really Scott said this stuff like a couple days later and like people rushed to post it, like three different people <laughs> posted it to the Facebook group to rush to do it. And then of course, Q people posting apes and Yona cloud yeah. memes and being like, just so man, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you guys are all, you're doing it. <laughs> you're not listening to my show. Yep. You're not listening to Drew and I, and you're doing the thing that I think is lame as fuck. Um, so get off your, your nerd high horses. Just enjoy that the thing you like is mega popular and will continue to be made f- until they stop making movies, I think. Until yeah, theaters I mean, are gone. At this point in time, the last movies that will be shown in theaters will be of like X-Men meets the Avengers meets Donald Duck or some uh-huh. shit. Some crazy crossover Disney monolith thing. It'll be the last hurrah of theaters. Then we'll all be plugging into our, our pods at home in the metaverse. The Mark Zuckerberg avatar greets us. Hello, welcome. What so would you be, like to do today? So it's going to be Ready Player One? It's going to be goddamn Ready Player One. whole point of Ready Player One is at the end of the novel, they shut down the thing for at least a couple of days a week. He's like, the, the literal point of the book is like, get outside and meet a girl. <laughs> Come on, have some fun. Do something with your life. Go meet a person. No, no. Uh, Denis Villanueva doesn't like... Uh, Thor Ragnarok, I'm sad. I mean, whatever. Whatever. (laughs) 
I'm still gonna go see Dune. They're just not in And I want to watch anything Taika Waititi does. Yeah, it's fine. Guys, Christ almighty. I'm also kind of stalling a bit for time because I don't have that many stories. It's yeah. Thanksgiving week. It's just, it, you know, industry shuts down in Hollywood for sure. Around Christmas, it's like, forget about it. Yeah. For, forget about it. Well, it's the holidays. It's the holidays. It's the holiday in Cambodia. Um... You had good turkey this week? I forgot yeah. to ask. You had some good turkey? Uh-huh. That's I had good, good everything. That's good. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Oh, man. Speaking of good everything, you know what they should have called House of Gucci? They should call the movie uh, The Power of Blowjobs. That's what that movie should have called. The Power of House of Gucci, colon, The Power of the Well-Timed Blowjob. I mean, yeah. Get you pretty far. It will get you far in life. That's what's happening in the boat, right? When she was bundling up the coat and she yeah. put down the coat between them. Uh-huh. And then it cut away. I was like, that was a blowjob cut. Yes, yeah. it was. And then later, it gets a little more ex- explicit later. Um, Bobby Flay signed a Food Network deal. They were they were they had a falling out. It was announced that when the contract was up this year, he was moving on. They couldn't come to an agreement, and then word came out that it was because Guy Fieri signed some sort of like eighty million dollar deal, and Bobby Flay was like, "I want to be the highest paid chef on TV. I want a hundred million dollars." And and they were like, "No, no, no, Food Network. We can't we can't afford that shit." We're on cable. Cable's dying. Well, apparently they can. They can. Bobby Flay signed a big-ass deal. They have new returning shows, new shows. Uh, shows are going to be on Discovery Plus, which is going to be merging with HBO Max here pretty soon anyway. So uh, get get ready for more Bobby Flay. Great. Just what I always never wanted. <laughs> I know he's, I know he's, your, he's your favorite. Um Kathleen Kennedy has been recently like signed on to continue running Lucasfilm over at Disney, and she announced that the new trilogy will bring back some returning characters, which I think is um, like returning main characters, which I think is very interesting because publicly Daisy Ridley has been like, I'm, I'm done with the series, and Oscar Isaac was like, yeah, you know, I think I feel like we did, I, you know, John Boyega very famously was like, yeah. fuck <laughs> Disney, fuck these guys, they they don't support Black Lives and shit. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. We'll see what, who, how much money they pay, who comes back for what. Uh, if it even happens, they're just talking now. They, there's nothing. The, uh, the, um, how they talk, see what bugs me is they're talking new trilogy. Just mm. give me, give me one good Star Wars movie before you plan a whole fucking trilogy. Just please. make our movie, make one good one. I think the, uh, Rogue, not the Rogue one, the, the Rogue Squadron movie that they're making with Patty Jenkins. I think that. Got canceled, put on hold or something. I think she left. Okay. That's one. They were just like, here's just a one-off. Nah, now that one's all. They don't know what's going on over there. They're they're spinning their wheels. <sighs> it's fine. It's fine. It's just Star Wars. You know who's making movies now? Uh, 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 Hideo Kojima. He, uh, Metal Gear Solid, Death Stranding, yeah. all that crazy weird video games over the years since the 80s. He loves pop culture, and it's taken him this long, but he is opening a movie and TV production studio, and they're going to start making shit. That's going to be weird. I'm looking forward to it, because all his video games are wacky as fuck. Yep. Have you ever seen, or we may have talked about this before, but have you seen or heard of his game P.T.? That was only available for a short amount of time, and now like you can't find it. You got to buy a PlayStation Four with the game like saved and preloaded onto it. That's the only way you can get a copy of it. Interesting. Isn't that weird? People do uh, uh, what do you call them? Like replica games, sort of knockoff games that they upload online to try to replicate the experience of playing the game. Obviously, it's not the same. On YouTube, you can watch a walkthrough of the whole thing. Weird game that started life as a silent 
Hills, Silent Hill sequel called Silent Hills. Kojima went to them and was like, I love Silent Hill. I love your games. I think they're incredible. I want to make one. Can I make one? And they're like, please? Creator of Solid Stake, please? Can yeah. you please make a, a game with us? Um, but he's insane. <laughs> but he's insane. And the games he wants to make are insane. And they're like, this is not, I don't know what you're doing. We can't do this. Uh, so what happened was they came up with like a, a test level sort of thing, like a test game, and they released it as a demo. And um, I think the total gameplay isn't very long at all. Uh, maybe 20 minutes or something. Because it's meant to be a demo, but then the, the game never got produced, and then the demo was just put out there for a while, and then it got yanked, and it's not available. And it was called PT, and it's this uh, loop game where you're in a hallway where you make a right, you make a right, you make a right, and then you're back. You go down some stairs, you open a door, and then you're back at the beginning, and you just keep going around this loop. And there's a radio playing going over this news story about a, like a house with a, a suicide and a murder. And you, by, after you make a couple of loops, then you're like, "What's going on here? Is this hallway haunted?" <laughs> and then there's like ghosts and shit, and it's just like a creepy atmosphere game where you're just going through the story of what happened you're not really even playing anything yeah. but like there's a door that's always closed you can't open it. loop around it can't open it can't open it and then you come around and it's open fuck <laughs> it's open a crack and then you walk over to it and like you, you hit the button to reach open to open it and then uh, like you quickly like a face and a hand pops up in the darkness and like slams the door closed in front of you and you're just like because I watched the YouTube shit I was like whoa that's fucking creepy looking and then I can't imagine actually playing it because you gotta make the decisions your brain makes that weird leap you know when you play like remember playing The Suffering Uh that was a scary fucking game dude that game was scary as fuck it's just a video game (laughs) but yeah when you play it in the dark and you're like super high and engrossed <laughs> what the fuck is going on you scream like a little girl it gets you it gets you good <laughs> I remember that in, in Doom playing Doom 3 like this is the scariest <laughs> man, I go down this dark ass hallway and it's just a video game relax like, no <laughs> my adrenaline is, is spiking and I can't I'm stop actually, it I'm actually afraid right now uh, yeah I feel like that's what the PT game was doing yeah. people was fucking people up um, and they never got to make it so I'm looking forward to him doing like TV and movie stuff, especially if it leans weird and horror like and all that cool stuff. Um, let me see how many stories. How much time? Oh boy, it's gonna be a short episode. Sorry guys, it's a it's your holiday episode. The uh, Ron's gone wrong. Okay, that's well, that's an animated thing. That animated it's like thing, the, the weird mm-hmm. robot smartphone. Yes, that, that thing, and it's a. Uh, the one that this kid gets the main character is like a broken one, voiced by the uh, Zach Galifianakis. Oh, okay. Um, and apparently, it's gonna be released on both HBO Max and Disney Plus because it's the last of a Disney Fox deal. Okay. Where certain movies being produced were gonna be played on either or. Yeah. Uh, it's like the, for one more year, there's gonna be a a Disney. Uh, crossover with other movies before it all goes on to just Disney Plus. Cool. It'll also be on HBO. Ron's gone wrong. Bohemian Rhapsody screenwriter challenges studio claims that the movie lost $51 million just around people. Bohemian Rhapsody made $900 million worldwide. It is the highest grossing drama of all time. And it lost how much money, apparently? $51 million? Get the fuck out! <laughs> Who was? We got some fuzzy math going on somewhere. We got that bullshit Hollywood <laughs> math. So obviously the screenwriter has points. He makes money based on gross, but they're like, well, you know, actually you're making money based on not gross, net. 
you're making net profits yeah. and uh, technically this movie didn't make any money because it's uh, uh, b- between uh, making the movie and reshoots and marketing and hotel stays and dinners <laughs> it actually cost us a, a billion dollars so sorry get the fuck out of here thieves man they're thieves yeah. I, I hope this guy uh, cleans them out gets as much money as he can that's such bullshit um $900 million. Highest grossing drama of Bohemian Rhapsody. Get the fuck out of here. That's a, Lost that's a, $51 million, man. That's a monster of a movie. No wonder Brian Mayo's like, should we do a sequel? <laughs> you know, about all the years after we bounce back after the death. Oh, yeah, that's something people really care about. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> Nobody cares about that shit. Uh, there's, a, there's a thing about Chris Pratt doing uh, Super Mario Brothers the movie and now he's doing it sans Jared Leto accent yeah what well, I mean what's going on uh, who, who's this who's the one speaking movie co-producer Chris Melodandri has stated that Chris Pratt's work is phenomenal in a move that sparked derision on social media um, asked by 2Fab whatever that is he explained, all I can do is tell you the voice that he's doing for us in Mario is phenomenal. I can't wait for people to hear it. And then referencing the It's a Me accent, he said, we covered that accent in the movie, so you'll definitely see we nod to that. But that's not the tenor of the performance throughout the film. Uh, I already mentioned that the guy who does the actual voicing of Mario in the video games, he's cast in the movie as like random roles. He's going to be filling out a whole bunch of stuff. I already said he's gonna be at some point gonna pop up and go. It's a me. It's a me. Yeah, and and, Mario. and Chris Pratt's gonna be like, "What is this?" or something. I go, oh, "This is stupid. Why would anyone like this thing that everyone loves? Why do movies do that?" Because yeah, it's really it's the, it's like the only thing that Mario ever said. I mean, he did some. I think he laughed sometimes. <laughs> and yeah, all that shit from Mario sixty four. Yeah. So, but that's it. Yeah. And then Captain Lou Albano. Also, that was weird. Yeah, who did the voice? Did he do the voice in the cartoon, the 80s, 90s cartoon? That terrible cartoon as I was eating my Super Mario cereal, watching it? <laughs> you're, yeah, you're, yeah. My yeah, sugar cereal. <laughs> I remember the Zelda cereal, too. Yes! Oh, my God, Drew. It was so weird. Memory unlocked. <laughs> Zelda cereal. Dee, 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 dee. Take yeah, this. That's how old I am. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, now, yeah. yeah, right? That's how old we are. Um, this movie's gonna suck December 2022 yeah it is sucking face in theaters Keanu Reeves for I believe Esquire wrote a review of uh, Dune I've, I've read I read that review you read the review <laughs> it's, a, it's a quick read it's a good, yeah it's pretty quick I'm gonna go ahead and read it for people it's Esquire excuse me for Esquire Keanu Reeves writes awesome <laughs> <laughs> that's it yeah Huh? Yeah, respect. <laughs> game recognized game <laughs> on that one, my friends. Man, I can't wait for Matrix Resurrections. It might be bad, but even if it's I'm gonna like, watch, I'm still I, even I, if it's Jupiter Ascending bad, it's like still like that movie was crazy. Yeah, that movie was nuts. Yeah. I mean, I watched Jupiter Ascending. Yeah, fuck yeah, I'll, I'll rewatch Jupiter Ascending. Shit. I mean, I've I've rewatched the Animatrix multiple times. Oh, I need to. That's another. I should rewatch that ahead. That's of, fun. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. And then it remembered in especially in the third one in Resurrections. No, it's in Reloaded when the kid pops up. He's like Neo. Oh, that character sucks. Yeah. Neo, whoa, whoa, whoa. And he's like, "You saved yourself." And I was like, "Oh yeah, an Animatrix." Yeah. He's a, uh-huh. he, did he like jump off a ledge or something? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, "Oh yeah." 
really killing time here guys um <laughs> all right here we go final story dune is uh gonna hit 100 million dollars it should do it this weekend 100 okay. million dollars at the domestic box office 500 million dollars worldwide uh, so not bad not bad for it being what it is yeah and the time that it came out uh a lot of that money domestically especially came from imax screenings well that's where our money went that's where our money for sure went and uh, and then, but it didn't have that long of an IMAX run because Eternals came out like two weeks later. Eternals was also shot with like for with IMAX specific scenes and yeah. stuff, uh, which is all like all the Marvel stuff shot with IMAX cameras are now going to be that options available on Disney. That's pretty cool. Um, Dune IMAX re release. Ooh, yeah, starting December third. Interesting. This week coming up. Just in time for the holidays. Just in time for the holidays, guys. There's nothing else. Coming out to take up those screens, at least until they do West Side Story IMAX release. I don't know. Uh, so so you can see on a giant screen, she's like, you, you not Puerto Rican. <laughs> oh, my God. You kiss the white boy and pop, I pop you in the face, eh? How come he's doing the Mario accent? I thought he was a Puerto Rican. He's like, eh, and a <laughs> and I punch you because I'm a fiery Puerto Rican who threatens women with violence. Cool. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> great. I'm glad, I'm glad Spielberg's telling the story of Puerto Ricans in New York. This is great. Um, yeah, dude. Dune back in IMAX. If you miss it the first time, here's your chance again. Uh, and if you saw it around IMAX the first time, maybe you want to do it one more time because you know how awesome it was. And that, that, that Sardaukar throat singing really... Uh, <laughs> really, yeah. Really, really, really slaps in an IMAX theater, let me tell you. It gets you moving. It gets your body moving. Oh, I can't believe I almost skipped the story. All right, finally. Oh, dang. Thank God. Squeeze another couple minutes out of this one. Get us about an hour 20. I feel like that's a good minimum for at least an hour 20. An 80 minute. It's like the blood sport of uh, episodes. It's Ace Ventura. It's, yes, thank you. Much better reference. Much, much better reference. For a really uh, short movie. Like including credits and everything. <laughs> A lot of, there's going to be a lot of closing music on this one. <laughs> the Grammys CEO confirms we won't look at people's history after uh, Louis C.K. got his nomination for a comedy album and Marilyn Manson got nominated for his or co-nominated for his work on Kanye West's Donda. Okay. Um, just to recap, Louis C.K. admitted to sexual indis- not indiscretion, sexual uh, uh, misbehavior in front of people, unwarranted. He admitted to it in uh, the Times. I think they published his opinion letter. Where he's like, yeah, he, I'm sorry. He, he liked to whip it out and give it a couple he of tugs. Whipped, he whipped it out and, and jerked off in front of uh, younger younger comedians who were like, Yeah, sure, Louis C.K. I mean, I'm that's gonna, weird. No, can be bad. You, Marilyn Manson uh, has multiple. Uh, sexual assault lawsuits against them for multiple women. Apparently he has a, a room in his house called a rape room. So uh, cancel culture is real, guys. They're so canceled. Oh my God, they're getting... They're getting nominated for Grammys. Goddamn Grammy nominations. You know Grammy nominees, you get nominated, you get that, you get that swag bag. Thousands of dollars with like iPad, or what it used to be iPads. I don't know to give them now. Vampire facials. You know about vampire facials? What? That's when they inject blood into your face. Excuse me? Yeah, it's like, you know, that's what the rich people are doing. Now we're literally injecting blood into things. You know when the when they say the, the Hollywood elites with the baby blood and all that, they're not that far. <laughs> they're close. They're you know. close. Well, they're yelling about pedophiles and baby blood. I mean, it's like I mean, something, something actually. Roland Emmerich parties are a thing. 
Brandon Routh got a star with Brian Singer somehow. I don't know. Just, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't, he wasn't that great of a Superman. Um, so, uh, okay, that's the end of the episode. Trusa Cogburn, thank you very You're much. welcome. And listeners, you are welcome for this week's show that was free for you. And uh, we'll be back next week with 465. We're keeping it alive. It's the deadest movie weekend of the year. Uh, but, man, we're going to make it work. It's going to be awesome. Trust. PFT Media Production.